last couple of times I've had the privilege of talking with y'all, I've been recommending a little summer reading, you know, a little extra time, maybe around the pool, on the deck, patio, on vacation, whatever, maybe read a little more this time of year. And I've been recommending this book, and it's, it's, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a book of the Bible, surprise, surprise. Uh, but Bible, in case nobody ever told you, the word Bible literally means books. Not book, but books. It's a collection of books. And one of these books I'm recommending to you. I'm recommending to you for a number of reasons. And one of the reasons is because it's short. It's only five chapters. You can read in a few minutes. You can read this afternoon uh, before the Hawks game. And I already have your book read for the summer. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, it, it, it's short. I also like this book because it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not got any of those big hard words like some parts of the Bible have that are hard to read. So that, that's good. Uh, so I recommend it for that reason. But I, I really recommend this book because uh, this book is just chock full of stuff. Really, really good stuff. Some of the best stuff I know. Just real practical, straightforward clear input on what it looks like to be a person who's serious about their spirituality. And, and by serious, I don't mean like, you know, glum. I mean like into it, for real, authentic. And, and so I'm, I'm so often recommending you the book of James, and it's, it's towards the end of the New Testament. So all you got to do is go to Revelation, which is the last book, and turn left. And, and, and you'll come to it. And, and uh, here's what James says to us today about what it looks like to be uh, for real, serious, spiritually. He says this. He says, uh, uh, all of us do many wrong things. But if you can control your tongue, you are mature and able to control your whole, your whole body. Now, when it says tongue, it obviously doesn't mean just literally your tongue, you know, because... You know what it's speaking, it's metaphorically speaking. My grandma, when I was little, she'd, she'd say, now you hold your tongue. And, uh, and she didn't mean that, you know. She's talking about my words of speech. And, and, and uh, when it says mature, it doesn't mean just, you know, grown up and old. It means like having it, you know, more and more together, complete, you know, Becoming more and more who I was meant to be. That's what mature means. And when it says uh, your whole body there, it doesn't, it doesn't mean your physical self. The, the same way that tongue is metaphorical for speech and words and language, then your whole body is metaphorical for your whole self. Does that make sense? Okay. It's always good to know. And, and, and this is such a big deal. Because really what it's saying it's saying, you know, we all, we all mess up in so many ways. We all struggle in so many ways. But this, this one is like, this. it's way up there, man. If, 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 if I can grow in this area of my life, I can grow in any area of my life. So, stakes are high. But I'm a little worried as soon as... Soon as I, I really believe that when God says something, that when the Bible says something, it's God speaking to us one way or another. And I realize everybody doesn't believe that, but I believe that. And, and as soon as I say to you all this morning, God wants to talk to you and me about our words and our talk, my concern is that we'll all go, oh, I know, I know, I need to work on that. And then just start thinking about lunch or something. 
But I hope we won't do that, and I hope I won't do that, because this whole words, talk, speech thing is just a monster big deal. Uh, my my youngest son, he's 21. He's a, uh, just finished up his junior year at Southern. He's a Saluki. And uh, he was home over spring break, and he really likes wings. And so we were having wings at a place that we like a lot. And we're just talking and sitting there wings. And he's, saying, like, he's like, so, Dad, uh, looking back over your years as a parent, what do you feel worst about? And he wasn't being harsh or mean. He was just truly wondering. So um, first I struck him. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. I said, I said, oh, man, that's easy, buddy. It's just the things that I said, some of the things I said. Yeah. And some of the ways I talked to y'all. My older's 24. And, uh, you know, it's, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not one of those folks who likes to swear that's not my thing I, I, I sin in lots of other ways uh, uh, and, I, and I'm not one of those people that calls names and berates folks with really nasty like, but just some oh. I, I, I'm so argumentative and I just get on something and I just won't let it go and, and I can remember Man, it's just, I, I just hurt my kids so many times with just, just the ways that I talk. And, uh, and I told him that, and, and, and he said, yeah, that's what I feel worst about your parenting, too. <laughs> Thank you, son. Thank you very much. But I'm pretty sure that's not just me. I've been a professional counselor for a whole lot of years now. And I can't even begin to count the number of relational train wrecks that I've seen. And the vast majority of them were so oftentimes about just words. Words that were said, harsh words, critical words, unkind words, discouraging words, mean-spirited words. And I've never known anybody who didn't struggle in this area. I knew this one guy one time. He was the least, least verbal human being you've ever seen in your whole life. He was a college professor and was an eloquent, fine public speaker, but boy, in his private life, he never, he, he, you'd never hear him say two words in a row. He was so quiet, we called him the giraffe. In case you didn't know, I don't, some people say this is an urban legend. Uh, some folks say the giraffe's the only mammal that doesn't make a sound. Now, other, other sites say, yes, giraffes do make sounds, but would anyone like to make the sound a giraffe makes? See? I told you. So we called him the giraffe, and he didn't have much to say to anybody. But you know, he was really in shape, real, real, you know. And his wife really struggled with her weight. And man, even even the giraffe, every now and then, man, he would just get those digs in there about her size, and it just it just crushed her every single time. And the damage that even the giraffe did with his few words. Uh, is, there, is there anybody here who'd say, nah, I don't struggle in this area at all. I've never said anything that ever hurt anybody. Anybody? And remember where liars go. 
See, I think we hear this stuff from James about, man, who can control the tongue? And if you can control the tongue, man, if you can grow... I, I think we hear all this and we go, oh, I know, I know, you know? But James isn't satisfied. I love James. James is not satisfied with us going, I know, I know. So he starts just, just heaving awesome word pictures at us. Here, here, here's, here, here's the first word picture. He says this. He says, by putting a bit into the mouth of a horse, we can turn the horse in different directions. How many people like horses? We got some horse footage. Anybody ride? How many, how many ever ridden a horse? How many ever ridden a horse? I grew up riding horses on my, on my grandfather's farm. I love horses. But think about it. What a scary thing to ride a horse. I mean, honestly, I mean, horses weigh up. Uh, they they got to be north of 1,000 pounds per horse. And, and yeah, you're riding it. Yes, you're in control. That's the way. Sure, sure, sure I am. Man, I think it was my grandfather turned me loose on. He had this one horse that had to be maybe 20 hands high. And uh, uh, his name was John Boy. That horse was, was not like the character on the Waltons. Let's just say that. And, and I think about that. I'm going, man, horses are beautiful and they're powerful and but man, they're dangerous and they're out of control. And, uh, and, but, but just that little bit over its tongue, just that little bit in its, over its tongue, and you can control that horse. And, but man, what a, what a dangerous thing. The late Christopher Reeve, you know, Superman from the movies. You know, his life was tragically altered when a horse he was riding got out of control and he was paralyzed for life. And if I'm not mistaken, injuries sustained in that fall from that horse uh, eventually died. And I know that's a heavy-duty example, but everybody here knows one way or another, either on the given or the receiving end, the kind of damage, how powerful, like a horse, words that comes out of our mouth are. J- just a few words can trample somebody's reputation. Just a few words can stomp all over a relationship. And drive it into the ground. I mean, we, we know. But do we know? Well, James isn't content with just one graphic image. He gives us another one. He says, it takes strong winds to move a large ship, but the captain uses only a small rudder to make it go in any direction. So he's saying, well, if you don't like the horse thing, think about a ship. Like, think like a cruise ship, you know, like the Titanic or something. Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines built this ship called the Oasis of the Seas. Now, that's not the Oasis of the Seas, but it's about that size. The Oasis of the Seas is, is four football fields long. Think about that. Four of them. Even, it, one of them would fill up Soldier Field, at least the field part. It took... Uh, Eight, uh, it'll hold 8,000 people, and it, it took 3,200 workers working every day for three years to build it. 8,000 man years of work to build that cruise ship. Ships are amazingly huge, but just that little rudder steers the whole thing. And man, when, it, when, when something goes wrong with the rudder, watch out. There was this one ship from the Holland America Cruise Line that, that it lurched so much that all the water spilled out of the pool. Well, not all the water, but almost all the water spilled out of the pool and people were injured and one woman was seriously hospitalized. 
which is kind of a dumb thing to say because when you're hospitalized, when is it not serious? And it was all because of a rudder malfunction. Now, compared to the rest of the ship, obviously the rudder is really small, but the impact it has on the whole deal is huge. James says, the tongue, this is like that. This is like that. We, we can shipwreck our lives and the lives of others with just our words. And maybe you're going, I get it, I get it. The tongue is a small part of the body, but it's got all the power, I get it, move on. And maybe we feel like we don't need to hear these words because we already know. Or maybe this is a hard subject for us to hear because maybe, maybe you're here this morning and, and you're going, wow, man, for me the problem, yeah, I'm not perfect, but the problem for me is not what I've said, it's what's been said to me. I've been trampled. I've been wrecked. My, my self-image has been wrecked by words said to me by someone or a series of someones. Uh, stakes are high. And we think we know. But James isn't done. He's got another word picture for us. Look what he says. He says, it takes only a spark to start a forest fire. The tongue is like a spark. It's an evil power that dirties the rest of the body and sets a person's entire life on fire with flames that come from hell itself. Whoa. That's heavy duty. But think about a forest fire. I mean, think about, like, forest fire. A few years ago in South Dakota, there was a fire that uh, took 1,000 firefighters two weeks to get under control. Before it was done, 83,000 acres of prime timberland were gone. Turns out it was set by one person who, who, who was smoking, and, and I don't know whether they dropped their cigarette or, or, or the match, but it started the forest fire, and they kind of freaked out and ran away and didn't call in the fire and, and, uh, and in a panic. And I can understand that, but the person was actually arrested, got 25 years in prison for it. And that might seem harsh, but 83,000 acres of pure prime timberland gone because of just one, one, smart, one small spark. Man, James is for real. I mean, fires are scary things and they get out of control so quickly. Just one little spark. And isn't that just how it is with this? I mean, we'll be in some situation and somebody just says one little thing. Seemingly, and that's a technical term right there. <laughs> One little word, and words start flying, and folks are getting burned all over the place, and tongues like that. Mine is. But James isn't done. He's still not done. If the horse. Word picture or the ship word picture or the forest fire picture didn't make the point. He gives us one more. And look what he says and see if you can see what he's talking about. He says all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures can be tamed and have been tamed. But our tongues get out of control. So hard to tame. They are restless and evil and always spreading deadly poison. What's the image here he's using? Deadly poison. I heard somebody say it. Yeah, snake. Poisonous snake. Uh, one time I was watching one of those real life video cop shows because I'm highly sophisticated on television. 
And this lady called 911 because she said there was a snake in her kitchen. And so the policeman gets there and he goes into her kitchen, doesn't say it. And she, he says, where is it? She goes, it's in the pantry, it's in the pantry. So he opens up the pantry and doesn't see it. And so they start taking stuff out of the pantry. And, and then, then, then all of a sudden the camera zooms in and there it is in the back corner of the pantry. It was about that long. I thought for sure that policeman was going to look at the camera and, you know, and just kind of pick it up. And I'm going, okay, glad to be of service, ma'am. But no, he gets out his nightstick and he's like. I mean, it's like he's fencing with this earthworm, you know. And, but, but, but see, see, he was nobody's fool because he couldn't tell by looking at it if it was poisonous or not. And anybody who knows poisonous snakes knows it does not have to be a big old snake like the one we had on the screen a minute ago. A poisonous snake of any, even a little old poisonous snake. Baby poisonous snakes, guess what, are poisonous. That's a heavy deep thought there, isn't it? Baby poisonous snakes are poisonous. And uh, uh, isn't that how it is? How, how much poison? How much poison? Venom. Um, somebody said you can't even say the words gossip, insult, deceive, lies. You can't even say any of those words without hissing. And in just case we didn't like the metaphorical approach... James just gives it to us, straight up. Check it. My dear friends, and see again, quick pause. In case you feel like James is like, ooh, read James, it'll really kick your spiritual butt. No, it's no, it's not, well, it will, but it's not like that. It's not like that. Listen to him, listen to him. My dear friends, most of y'all I don't know, some of y'all I know, but either way, Hear his heart. My dear friends, hear the heart of this church. Hear the heart of the Lord. My dear friends, my dear friends, with our tongues we speak both praises. 10,000 praises. Wasn't that song just killing this morning? Man, did something to me. With our tongues we speak both praises and curses. We praise our Lord and Father and we curse people who are created in His image. And then James gets real profound and says, this isn't right. And see, when it says curse there, don't think like curse words, four-letter words, and, and think as long as you don't use four-letter words and curse words, you're off, we're off the hook. No, it's not like that. Curse means words that do harm and do damage to a person's spirit, to their self. Uh, another good book for your summer reading, I'd recommend it very highly, is the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. Just keep going left from James. And the book of Proverbs, it's longer now. It's 31 chapters, but, but, the, but it's cool because you could just like read one chapter in a month, one chapter a day in a month, and you'd be done. And then you'd have two books read this summer. And you're welcome again. But uh, the, uh, Proverbs 18.21 says what James is saying so beautifully and so, so just so profoundly. Proverbs 18.21 says something that everybody here knows. The power of life and death are in the tongue. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> right. 
Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, words will break your heart. And uh, there's all sorts of curse words that aren't four letters and wouldn't get bleeped on the radio or TV. Uh, sometimes angry words are curse words. Mark Twain, I like him a lot, he said, when angry count to ten, when very angry, swear. Not the official position of Westridge Church, by the way. But we all know that so much of, I'll just speak for me, so much of the harm that I've done over the years with this was cursed type words, not because they were four-letter words, but just because they were angry, harsh words. And, you know, and, 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 and let me just, I hope this doesn't sound too, too, too uh, confrontive, but if you're somebody who finds yourself saying a lot, oh, you'll say something, and you go back later and say, I, 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 I didn't mean that I was just angry. If you find yourself saying that a lot, try and think of one time in your life when you said to somebody, I didn't mean that I was just angry. And they said, oh, you didn't mean it? You were just angry? That's, oh, I feel, that's such a relief. I feel so much better. I'm totally fine now. It doesn't matter that you said words in anger. I feel better because you didn't mean it. Come on now. Bible says clearly too here. Let's be real clear. Anger's not the problem. Ephesians 4.26 says, In your anger do not sin. It doesn't say don't be angry. God's not anti Anger in terms of when something is truly wrong and you're upset about it. It's saying in your, in your anger, don't lash out and hurt somebody. Uh, our anger is not the problem. This is. And sometimes we curse people in other ways. Sometimes we curse people uh, by dishonest or deceptive or less than true words. Where I grew up, there was a saying that a lie is an abomination to God. And an ever-present help in time of trouble. And that's how it works, right? We get in a bind or we get in a jam. And the quickest way out of trouble is just fudge a little. Maybe a whole lot. Can't tell you how many people I've heard say over the years. There's one thing I can't stand. Can't stand being lied to. Lying to folks. Lying on folks, it's, it's a curse, man. Other times, cursing is just a matter of stuff we say about people. Who did you hear about so-and-so? Did you know this? Or did you know that? And we don't take gossip all that seriously, you know, like it's a harmless pastime or just making conversation. And it's, I understand, it's such a temptation to, to like have that juicy thing. And everybody goes, ooh, no, I did not know that. Please tell me more. You know, and then we're like the celebrity for like about 11 seconds if we've got this, the negative scoop on somebody. But I'll just tell you what I believe. Don't ever say anything about anybody that you haven't said to them. If you wouldn't say it to them, to their face, don't say it about them. And I know this church in New York, very dynamic church. And when you join this church in New York, they ask you two questions. I make you stand before the whole congregation. They ask you if Jesus is Lord and leader of your life. And then if you say yes to that, they say, and do you promise to never speak a word against someone in this church if they are not present? I tell you what, y'all got a great community here. We've got a great community of people here. Just trample it. Burn it up, blow it up, sink it, wreck it by just 
by just hating on people and just saying stuff about them and just, just repeating it. I'm just, I'm just repeating what I was told. Anytime I find myself going, I'm just, then what I should usually say to myself was, I'm just gossiping. It's a curse, man. It's a curse. Trample you, burn you, wreck you, bite you. Uh, so what's the answer, you know? Just feel bad about it, then go out of here and try harder and just stop. No, 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 no. James to the rescue. Earlier in the book of James, look at James chapter 1, verse 19. Let everyone... It's interesting what the word everyone means in the original language. It means everyone. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And when it says slow to become angry, it doesn't mean slow to feel anger. It means slow to lash out in anger. And it's, it's, I think it's, we all mess up in so many ways, but who doesn't mess up in this way? This may be the hardest way to not mess up. It may be the hardest way to grow spiritually. And you know what? This isn't about trying harder because I just want to say this. I'm out of time. Just, let me just say this real quick. When the Lord says to you, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to hurt folks with your words, he's not just like setting the bar high and saying, good luck with that. There is one who never sinned against nobody with his words. There's one who never wounded anybody with an unkind, un, a harsh word. And he loves you so much that he died for you. And if you want him to, he'll not just be your, yours. He'll come and live inside you. It's a deep mystery that I can't even explain. And he won't make you perfect super soon, I don't think. But he'll help you. And you know what? The one, if you're in Christ, the one who is in you never, ever, Trampled, shipwrecked, burned, or bit anybody in a sinful way with his words. Never. He'll help you. And I pray that he'll help me too. Because you know what? I know it's not a very popular word. It's an old-timey word. I just, I'm obviously not a young man. But I'll still say it. I repent, man. I repent of everybody I've ever hurt with my words, family, friends, otherwise. It's not how I want to be. And there's one who'll help me and come live inside me and help me to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. God, help us. It's so hard. There's relationships hanging in the balance right now, in this room, right now, hanging in the balance. Keep talking the way we're talking. We're going to just shipwreck the whole thing, man. We're going to burn the whole place down. Just keep talking like we're talking. Help us, Lord. We don't want to be like that. We really don't. We need you. 
We can't control our tongues without you. We need you. Thank you that you love us and you'll be there for us and you want to help us.